If you're not converting as many listeners to leads as you want to be from your podcast, there's a good chance that you might be repelling your listeners without even realizing it. And it all has to do with the unconscious sounds that they're picking up on in your voice. Now, if you don't have a podcast yet, you're going to want to listen to this episode because this is something that I struggled with for years. And inside this episode, I'm going to share exactly what I did to fix it and how you can do the same. Welcome to Insider Secrets to a Top 100 Podcast. I'm your host, Courtney Elmer. Let's make your business binge-worthy. How many times have you been in an argument with someone that you love and suddenly they say, oh, it's not what you said, it's how you said it. Isn't this so true? How many times have you said that in an argument to someone that you love? The reality is 93% of our communication is nonverbal. Only 7% of our communication is actually what we say. The rest is how we say it. And this is so important for us to realize as podcast hosts, because if you're on my email list or if you listen to this podcast, you might've heard me share recently that our podcast was just named among the top 1% of all podcasts globally. And I'm going to be totally straight with you. It has taken us a lot of work and a lot of trial and error and a lot of testing to get here. But even deeper than that, it's taken the mastery of something that you probably would never expect which is learning how to use my voice to make you feel something inside each and every episode you listen to. Now, back when I started my podcast, we started off strong. We came out the gate with 65 five-star reviews within the first week. We were getting hundreds of downloads per episode, and it was wonderful. And then about three to six months in, somewhere in that time frame, all that started to taper off. We were getting maybe around 100 downloads or so per episode, which wasn't terrible. It's double what the average podcast gets. People were reaching out saying, oh my gosh, I love your podcast. Thank you so much for that episode. It was exactly what I needed to hear. And we were still getting a new review every month or two, but nobody was buying. And this was painful for me because I was three years into my business at the time and I was still struggling to hit six figures. And I had an 18 month old baby on my hip full time. And between you and me, my podcast was my last ditch effort to grow my audience. Because at the time I mistakenly thought that the secret to more sales was I needed a bigger audience. But if the audience you have isn't buying, what makes you think a bigger one will? Hold that thought because we're going to come back to it. Around this time, I started seeing some fellow experts in the space, people that I admired, people that I looked up to, people who were coaches of mine, start working with voice coaches. And I was scratching my head like, wait a minute, what? We need to be focusing on our funnels and on marketing and on ads and stuff. A voice coach? Are you kidding me? Why is that important? But then I kept watching them and they started getting these insane results. They doubled their launches. I'll never forget one of my mentors who was having $2 million, $3 million, $4 million launches, worked with a voice coach, and the next launch he had was $8 plus million. Talk about trajectory change and growth. They were increasing their downloads to their podcast month over month. And this really resonated with me. It struck a chord somewhere deep inside. And it made so much sense because at nine years old, I was told, Courtney, your mouth is what gets you in trouble. Every time I spoke up, I was punished for it. I totally understand now, of course, through my adult perspective that my mom was trying to teach me to be respectful and to speak kindly. And I was sassy 
And I was loudmouth and I wasn't afraid to let you know my opinion. And she was trying to channel that in me. But my nine-year-old brain took that to mean that what you have to say isn't important. Nobody wants to hear what you have to say. Your mouth gets you in trouble. So for the next 20 plus years, I essentially silenced my true inner voice. However, I still had to speak. I still had to show up. I still had to do my job. And it impacted my ability to get results because this belief was buried under the surface and it was impacting how I sounded. Now, you might be listening to this right now and you're like, wait a minute, Corny, that seems a little far out there. Really? What you think impacts how you sound and then you're saying that that impacts people's ability to trust you and whether or not they're going to buy from you? I don't know. I think we need to stick with strategy and logic here and dive deeper into optimizing our numbers and our KPIs. But if I were to show you the copy that I have saved of my very first Facebook video that I ever put out there when I opened my business, I saved it to remind myself of how far I've come. But if I were to show that to you, you would watch that and you would go back and you would listen to this show and you would go, that's a different person. That is a totally different person. There is no way that is you. But I'm serious. Go back and listen to early episodes of this podcast. It's still me. But what you're going to hear then versus how you hear me now is totally different. You're also going to hear a totally different podcast because we've rebranded many times since then. But I sound like a totally different Courtney. And yeah, sure, I've done messaging work in our company through the years, just like most people have. But even deeper, I made it my personal mission to learn more about the psychology of the voice and to become a master at using my voice to connect with you. And that has translated to very tangible results within our company. When I get on sales calls with people now, they say, I'm here because I listen to your podcast and I want to know more about what you do and how you can help me. Now, I'll be honest with you. I didn't learn all the stuff about the psychology of the voice on my own. In fact, through the years, I have had two incredibly talented voice coaches in my corner, one of whom is also a coach inside of our program, Pod Launch, for our clients to help them get the same results with their podcasts. And here's the thing. Voice coaching, this is not something many of us think about, especially in business. This is definitely something you're not going to hear many podcast experts teaching. It might be something you've never even thought about either, as in it's literally never crossed your mind. But think about this. Podcasting is an audio medium. We know that. Most people are focused, though, on the tech, the quality of your microphone, the quality of your audio, the logistics, the strategy, the quality of your content, but not the impact of your voice. Think about it. Why are TEDx speakers so powerful? That you can sit there for 20 minutes and you don't even know 20 minutes has gone by because you've just watched this video on this topic that you didn't even know you were interested in, but somehow it held your attention. And it's not just about the content or the message. It's about how they delivered that message. We could also ask, why are some podcast hosts easier to listen to than others? I promise you, it's not because they were first in line when God was handing out melodic voices but because they've learned how to use the voice they have to make you feel something. So listen up. If you're currently not getting the conversions you want from your podcast, whether that be listener growth, 
because we have to convert cold audiences, listeners who are cold to you, to become warm, to become listeners, to start listening to your podcast and or conversions from your podcast onto your email list to book a call with you into your programs. It could be because unknowingly you're pushing people away with your voice. And if you don't have a podcast yet, but you want one, pay close attention to my voice right now. Because I made this mistake for too many years. I didn't think it was important. But as good as your microphone is, it can't fix the sounds that someone picks up on in your voice. That can only happen from within. Has there ever been a time where your voice felt shaky? Maybe it was when you spoke on stage for the first time. It took you a couple of minutes to warm up and hit your stride. Maybe it's recording a podcast episode. It takes you a couple of minutes to get into it or doing an interview or any type of difficult conversation that you've ever had to have. See, most people don't know this, but the thoughts going through your head when you're speaking affect the way your voice sounds, which means your audience is going to hear what you're thinking. Whoa, pretty crazy, but so cool when we realize this, because guess what? You have the power to change your thoughts, which means that in changing your thoughts, you have the power to change how your voice sounds and is received. All of this is completely unconscious. This is at 93% of nonverbal communication. If you're feeling anxious and worried that someone's going to doubt you as an expert, guess what? They're going to doubt you as an expert because they'll hear it in your voice. If you're not convinced about what you're talking about, Guess what? Your audience is not going to be convinced. They're going to doubt you. If they hear you apologizing in your voice, hey, and you know, if you want to book a call with me, then just go to this link and and, and click it and and we can chat. They're not going to trust you and your solution. This is just a few examples. So most people try to become a better speaker by approaching this logistically and strategically. They try to remove filler words. Oh, um, you know, right? And so forth, thinking that that's going to make them a more effective speaker. And yes, that might help you speak more succinctly and directly, but it has absolutely zero impact on how your voice sounds when you deliver your message. And how your voice sounds has to do with the thoughts going through your head when you're speaking. So joining your local Toastmasters might help you remove some ums or ahs, but it is not going to help you identify the beliefs under the surface that are causing your listeners to listen to only half of your episodes or take no action when they hear your call to action. So creating authentic connection with your voice is not about how polished of a speaker you are, but how aware you are of the beliefs that are keeping you from connecting with others and removing those beliefs. In my nine-year-old brain, I thought it wasn't safe to speak up. I thought it wasn't safe to be myself because I was going to get punished for it. Every time I spoke up, there was pain associated with it. So my brain learned not to speak up because it wanted to avoid that pain. And guess how that impacted my business? I'd deliver a webinar and nobody would buy. I'd create social media content. I'd spend hours creating what I thought was high-value content. And I'd put it out and I was lucky to get two likes and 12 spam comments. And in the early days of my podcast, it was more of the same. I thought the ticket to more sales was growing my audience, but I didn't realize it was learning how to connect with the audience I had and to earn their trust. So you can go and you can grow your audience and you can apply strategy after strategy all you want, 
But if strategy was the only thing that was needed to get in the top 100 as a podcaster, well, everyone would have a top 100 podcast. The top podcasters are the top podcasters for a reason. So hear me when I say this, that having a top 100 podcast is not so much about strategy as it is about learning how to become the host of a top 100 podcast. It's two sides to a coin. Yes, we need strategy, but we also have to learn how to show up as the host of a podcast that's worthy of being in the top 100. So learning how to identify these beliefs totally changed the game for me. And when I started doing this work, now people tell me, well, I'm hooked. I cannot wait for your next episode to drop. I've binge listened to all of your content. Thank you for the work that you're doing to make our lives, our jobs easier. And can I book a call with you? Can we talk further about working specifically together on my podcast? Because I'm having some problems and I I think I could really use your help. And it's allowed us to attract more qualified students to our program where we can help them do the same with their shows. And it can do this for you too. So if you want people to listen to multiple episodes and reach out to book calls with you and be excited to get on a call with you and to get on your email list and to open every email and to read every email and to just hang on every word that you say, then it is worth your time to do this work. Now, look, I am not a voice coach, but what I've done for you is I've linked up my coaches in the show notes for you so that you can go follow them and explore working with them too. Because I want to leave you with this. How are we going to be a generation of podcasters who can make meaningful change in the world through our voices if we're currently unknowingly driving people away with the very voice we're trying to use to create impact? Some food for thought. Now, this is a very important topic and one that's near and dear to my heart. So don't worry, we're going to be diving deeper into this in future episodes. And maybe, maybe if you want me to, I might even share some behind the scenes sessions with my voice coach so you can hear me working on this in real time and hear, literally hear the immediate difference that it makes. So if you'd be interested in that, DM me on Instagram, come find me at the Courtney Elmer and let me know, yes, I want to hear your behind the scenes. I want to hear what you're doing to make me want to listen to more of your podcast because I want to help you do the same. Now, in the next episode, we're going to be talking about, is there a best time to start a podcast? When is the best time to start a podcast? And this episode is especially going to be for you if you want to start your podcast, but you haven't yet because you're worried you're going to run out of time or that the tech is going to be too complicated or because you want to have a plan to get it right and make it successful from the jump and you feel like you're just not ready yet. And it's also for you if you have a podcast that is on pause or that you have not been releasing episodes consistently every week since starting your podcast. So come on over to that episode with me and hit play if you want to learn how to make your business binge worthy. As you might've heard me mention inside this episode, if you want to join me for our next live workshop, where I'm going to show you how to avoid the biggest mistakes that cause most podcasts to fail within the first 12 months and literally walk you through the exact framework that we teach our students to launch their shows in the top 100 and convert more of their listeners to clients, just go to the effortlesslife.co forward slash podcast workshop. That's the effortlesslife.co forward slash podcast workshop. 